This is Waffle On about Blackadder 2. to this month's edition of Waffle on Podcast. My name is Simon Meddings. I'm Kelly. And my name is Peter Coleman. Yes, welcome special guest for this week's, this week's, this month's, not yet, weekly, that'd be... No, we're not doing it weekly. Not weekly, no. I don't think we can do it weekly today. <laughs> uh, this month's podcast is Peter, who of course you last turned up on the political satire episode. That was quite a while ago, wasn't it? You are, are you going to be our new, like, totem? <laughs> That's what you're going to do? I'll do my very best. Are you yeah. calling him a pole? <laughs> Racist. Oh, sorry. It's not that kind of podcast. Hey. <laughs> Don't know where we're going to go on that one. Yeah. Uh, welcome to this month's November's edition. November, we're only a month away from the Christmas episode, um, which we're doing... We don't know yet. We don't know yet, do we? Are you ideas, Pete? I think Down the Pub worked really well last <laughs> yeah. time. Um, I did, yeah. do remember listening to, to last year's when uh, you asked our mutual friend uh, Ray how mm. how he felt about, about Christmas, and he told you everything he knew about Christmas, the worst aspects to it, and then you said... And now something about television, please. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I do remember him talking about Jason Statham, which seems to be another part of this podcast, which has become a very, you know... A, yeah, we've cut that down, though. We've, we've, we've really. cut down the men in, the men in top, topless men. Mm. We sort of trying to we, get it out of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> they do get expensive after a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mainly because of the fact that you've actually started wearing clothes We're, so, instead yeah, started of... wearing a vest. I was going to wear it, for, but I didn't think it was the, the one you first shown in your house, to be in a vest. No, that's very kind. Of yeah, yeah, I should have done it. So you come back and there's me standing there, just in the vest and the coming in a t-shirt. Uh, well, well, have you? Oh. <laughs> anyway, I'm not, I'm, I'm, I'm not editing that out. Yeah. Not, no. Yes, we're uh, we're not we're not in Waffle Toes or Waffle Tent, which is normally Kel's place. We are in uh, Pete's, which is which is very nice, isn't it? Surrounded by nice pictures and uh, a weeping angel behind you. No, I've been coming. He's, he's a man of uh, exceedingly good culture. Indeed, and makes a good coffee. You're very kind to say so. Cheers. <laughs> That's the yeah. compliment you'll get. Yes, we're it's all downhill now. We're just like everyone up <laughs> yeah. there. Uh, so, uh, before we crack on with uh, talking about Blackadder 2, uh, we've got our normal housekeeping that we uh, we obviously have to bring up there. Uh, we've uh, just mentioned the Facebook page first. Okay, we've got 126 guest members now on uh, the Facebook page. Honestly? Yeah. Well, that, oh, once again, have you not been going no, on no, it? No, I have. Oh, well, I did, because okay. I remember I abused Jim on there. Yes, um, that's somebody it was about 86 and that was about a month ago yeah so we've got another 126 members on Facebook there and uh, uh, we do have to hand out a thank you to Gary Richards who left us a nice comment on uh, the Facebook page I'm not going to tell you what it is because I didn't write it down but there right and say preparation what's to um, say the devil's in the detail <laughs> that means he's a godly man <laughs> all the more excuse to log on and have a look <laughs> yes. yeah and uh, we've had a couple of nice emails uh, we had Nigel who uh, sent us an email and we've also had an email a couple of them actually from and I don't know if I'm going to say your name right, so I do apologise Asley Jatt Anyway, he sent us a couple of nice emails. Thank you for that. And anyone who wants to send us comments or emails, please do to waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. If you are a person on Facebook 
then do join the Facebook page. And, of course, you can follow me on Twitter. Uh, you'll find me under the name Hawkeye Meds. In fact, if you type in Hawkeye Meds, you'll find me in a lot of places because uh, that's my handle. So to speak. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Cal- yeah, handle. It's handle. CB radio. Well, I was trying to get well, rubber duck. I suppose you could say Avatar, but that just sounds no, like a big that's 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 even worse. World of Warcraft. What is it? What? Well, that's like World of Warcraft or Eve Online. Well, Avatar, probably know a cool name for it. I suppose it is just your, your, your yeah, forum name, handle. Your handle just sounds really 70s, doesn't yeah. it? But you can find it. Cal, you don't tweet, do you? Because no. uh, you haven't got the means to tweet no, because you're still stuck like in the world of crap phones. As I told you, I like African drums. That's that's my that's my technique. That's, boom, is that, boom, boom, that's boom. your bag. Is, it? is that, that your bag? Yeah, that's the oldest form of Twitter, isn't it? <laughs> kind of. Yeah, I think it is. Yeah. Probably what not so trivial though, was it? I'm really hungry. Boom, double, double, double. Let's move on from that anyway. <laughs> So, there you go. So anyway, uh, that's the housekeeping done. Uh, we have some comments regarding Blackadder, which we'll read after this. Please do remind me, because I always forget. Uh, so Blackadder 2, and as usual, what do we do when we uh, start off? We play the theme tune. Theme tune there, the opening theme tune there to uh, Blackadder 2. And Pete, you have an interesting fact about the titles for, uh, for Blackadder 2. Well, you've just shared us. <laughs> yes, yes, I sat you down and made you look at YouTube and made, <laughs> yeah, yeah. made you look at the opening titles of I, Claudius, mm. which is the Derek Jacobi Roman epic yeah. from the... I think so, yes, yes. Well, well, you know, you guys find out and you can do a waffle on on that. But uh, the... Uh, the opening sequence for I, Claudius was a snake hmm. meandering across a tiled floor, which then, hmm. obviously in lovely Roman lettering, spelt out I, Claudius, or I, Clavdivs, oh, if you want to. Nice uh, mosaic, I yeah. noticed. Yeah, but, but the, a lot of people have pointed out that's where the, the origination came from for uh, the title sequence of Blackadder. Yeah, uh, <laughs> tapping tra- away. Trying to control the snake, and um, yeah, the, the fact that they managed to get the snake to perform on the uh, I, Claudius titles... Makes that even more comic, I think. Yeah, yeah, that was, that's something we didn't know. And I tell that, that first fact of the day. What makes that the most interesting? Well, not the most interesting, interesting fact itself was uh, uh, we, me, and Dad, did you see the program on at Christmas that was the complete story of Blackadder? Yeah, and it never mentioned it on there at all, did it? And if you think if it's trying to be satirical about something, you thought they would because it was quite a satirical program, wasn't it? And they never talk, mentioned that bit. No, that's true. I don't know. It's it's one of these strange things. You never know how how big a program is going to become in its yeah. own right. Mm. And so, if you do a, a on the face of it, a, just an offhand reference to something else, you don't think that it's going to blow up into anything. But obviously, they've made some kind of reference to I Claudius, and they just had to live with it. Yeah, just mentioning that um, documentary that was on last year. I think it was actually two thousand eight. That documentary. There was two. Wasn't there, there was two. One? There was the UK Gold Big Anniversary, twenty fifth anniversary, big anniversary thing going on, and then the BBC um, did a uh, like an hour, fifty eight yeah. minutes. Wow. Well, what was telling you about the goodies? It's the oh, anniversary yeah, of the goodies, goodies and the BBC have put nothing on about it. Oh, that was a kids program though. 
Oh, 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 Okay, so look, this is the basic plot for Blackadder 2. Now, uh, the Blackadder series uh, obviously started off with just the Blackadder, um, which uh, isn't very good. Um, that was wrote by Rowan Atkinson and Richard Curtis. I'm not, although I own all this, as we all know, uh, Blackadder on DVD anyway. Blackadder 1 was all right. Uh, it had Peter Cook, which is from the episode. Had, I think, everything maybe. brilliant. There, yeah, but, but I always think that the Blackadder character wasn't right in that first one, was he? He no. was too. He was wrong. He was snivelling, wasn't he? Yeah. He didn't. He didn't want him that. He wanted him to be. He was better than everyone else in that. He always thought that he, he thought he was worse than everyone else. Well, Baldrick was the clever one in in the Blackadder, as uh, Blackadder was the useless one, and of course from Blackadder two, uh, three, and Blackadder goes fourth. Obviously, it's uh, the Blackadder, the main Blackadder character, who's who's the um, the intelligent one, or the the one who's got the most malice, I suppose, more than anything. Like. Are you so a fan of that first series, Pete? I am to to an extent. I think that uh, Peter Cook appearing in the first yeah, episode gave great. it a lot of yeah. a lot of weight, and. Um, yeah, after two and three uh, came on the TV, then they they did eventually re-air the first one, and um, I had a look at it, and I thought, well, it, it's okay, it stands upon its own, it's it's quite funny. They were going a bit more heavy on the historical detail with that one. Mm. Um, I, I think it, it it's it's taken a lot of criticism simply because it didn't have the yeah, it didn't pull yeah, in the viewers, or <laughs> yeah. it it just didn't didn't have as many jokes as uh, as number two, but. Um, well, I'm a secret fan of it in a lot of ways. Yeah, I mean, Brian Blessed's in the first one as well. I mean, there's always a little bit of kudos there with, uh, with Brian Blessed. The, black ad, the, the first Blackhead actually Ooh. cost a lot of money um, to make, that that thing did. Well, there was a lot of uh, outside yeah, broadcast outside in the first one, such, yeah. where the set, all of us were more studio-based, weren't they? Yeah. Mm, there's a fact about Brian Blessed. He's the only actor who has to sit further away from a microphone than Kel. <laughs> Bloody hell! So, uh, yeah. da, 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 da. Actually, I have another interesting fact about Brian Blessed is that my brother sees him uh, uh, down in uh, near Fleet where he lives, and he's always uh, in the shopping, and he does shout at everybody. He does, he, yeah, yeah. He's just, he just can't help. He'll be in the shopping. I'm going cucumbers. Stu's <laughs> always wanted to go and ask him for his autograph, but he's too scared to get that close. Yeah, he'll just be bellowed at. Yeah, won't he? But people who don't know who Brian Blessed is, he's the one in Flash Gordon yeah, shouting Gordon's alive. <laughs> I'm Brian Blessed! I say Gordon's alive! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Black and the One didn't go down too well, and they managed to get a second series only because of Rowan Atkins, uh, sorry, only because Richard Curtis turned around and said, we'll do it on literally near enough one soundstage. There's only three, maybe four sets in Blackadder. Um, two continuous sets, which is Queenie's Chamber and, of course, his own uh, residence. Um, so the basic plot for uh, Blackadder 2, before we get into it, it's set during the Elizabethan era, 1558 to 1603. There we go. Little bit of historic facts there for you. No, a little bit of historic reading. Yeah, all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, principal cast, of course, is Edmund Lord Blackadder, played by Bowen Atkinson, uh, who's the great grandson of the original Blackadder we just talked about, now a member of London's aristocracy. The uh, series really follows his attempts to win favour of uh, Queen Elizabeth I, played by the brilliant Miranda Richardson, uh, who I think does probably does the, one of the best <laughs> Queen Elizabeth. The first, and uh, there's something quite hot about her as well, isn't well, that? Isn't that? It's a weird she, thing. She's 
The Randomitch is very attractive. Well, for I think Randomitch is he's pretty darn attractive anyway. I think it's that but voice, she's, isn't it? It's, it? Yeah, she's also quite, I don't know, powerful but also cute. Exactly, yeah. It's, and it's, she's got a very nice little nose. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and of course nobody's nose is as pretty as hers oh no no because I will chop it off yeah. <laughs> I think we've got that clear actually uh, yeah Lupa First who um, has in her little uh, room and it is a very small room for Quiz of her first Blackadder's chief rival Lord Melchip played by the, uh, Stephen Fry and uh, of course uh, Nursey played by Patsy Bryan um, Blackadder's friends so to speak is uh, Lord Percy, <laughs> Percy Purse, played by Tim McKinnery, and uh, his manservant, Baldrick, played by Tony Robinson, who, of course, was really quite old doing his, <laughs> doing his programme. And so that's the basic cast. Uh, that the set-up, isn't it? It's just the set-up, yeah. isn't it? Now, let's uh, just talk about the, the actual characters. Uh, uh, Pete, do you want to talk about one of them? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll go with Baldrick. It's, yeah, go for it. Well, it's, it's funny that Baldrick's ma- made this change from... Um, being the smart one, as we said in in, in the first series, mm. to to going to the complete idiot yeah. in the second series, and um, it's a circular reference in a way because one of the reasons that Blackadder ended up being a historical thing at all was because I know the team were trying to distance themselves from Faulty Towers, which was obviously mm-hmm. the the comedy yeah. series that to be reckoned with, and they obviously wanted Pops to be go as go, well, go as far away from that as possible. I think yeah. even writers all say that now, don't they? Oh, certainly. I mean, and and since Blackadder follows in in the footsteps of Faulty Towers in the sense that it's it's a farce yeah. in so many ways. So yeah, the um, the the fact that they're aiming away from <laughs> Faulty Towers, mm. um, but still end up coming back to a character who is so stupid you have to laugh at him. And is, well. and is regularly yeah, regularly hit yeah. over the head. Mm. Um, it does does ring uh, ring true a little bit. So <laughs> ah, yes, we've ended up with that uh, cliche again. And that was a Ben Alton idea to actually make Baldrick um, to quote the stupidest person in the history of human beings. Uh, so it'd be a, a foil for the comedy, and it does it does really work. It does actually. work. In fact, the, one of the first scripts we'll play later on, it does involve. Baldrick, I think, is the opening scene of it. Because he has an obsession with turnips as well. Yeah, although I did hear, and I'm not, not sure if you guys have heard the same, that it it wasn't, it shouldn't have been turnip. They got confused, as I understand, and it was supposed to be parsnip. It was, yeah. Because parsnips do look a lot more like a thingy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, it was Alan, uh, Alan John. Alan John? <laughs> Don't put ever the put Alan John and thingy together. Yeah, yeah. Because you get a different kind of party. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm, yeah. Uh, yeah, Ben Alan did uh, turn out to confuse it with the amusingly shaped parsnip. Uh, Cal, uh, I know one well, of your favourite characters is Lord Percy. 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 Percy, I'm a big fan of. Tim McKinry, I just think he's absolutely brilliant. And I just think he gives such, I don't know, it's such an aloofness, even though he's a complete imbecile. There ain't a lot of difference between him and Baldrick, really. Is there? The only difference is the class, isn't it? Hmm. And I just like the way he wants to be above Baldrick, but he ends up always being sort of his friend in a lot of the episodes, doesn't he? He's the only one he can talk to and have anything in common with. Mm. I really think so, because if you watch that back, I think there's a lot of symbiotic, you know, in that, the way the writing was. Yeah, I mean, there is that You've got two there? different kind of Baldricks. Yeah, and, and also like with Percy, it's, it's like what people up about 40 Towers. Like, you can see that with Percy, there's almost a slight bit of poly, yeah. you know, Polly and Percy to a certain degree because there's the foil term but Percy's the only one actually who is, remains with him throughout. Percy's actually based on uh, a character in Twelfth Night 
Uh, the whole castle. Obviously, I, I love Blackadder. Well, that's it. You're, you're sort of not saying that. Like it's too Black obvious, Black isn't it? It's your favourite. As, as I'm the one who's. who's yeah, not yeah, yeah. I'll, talk, I'll talk about Blackadder. Um, one, I think Rowan Atkinson. Cal, I know you're gonna. I know you're gonna lay your eyes at this. But you know what I'm going to say. Uh-oh. He looks fantastic in a beard. Every, every. Does he, does <laughs> he, he talk to you a lot about facial hair? <laughs> there is something quite cool about that. Bowen Atkinson's got a really cool black beard with his hair. It does look actually pretty cool because when you think about it, he's not the most. No, uh, he's not. He's the, got um, quite a large yeah. nose with a very small face and he, he, he looks like Mr. Bean normally, you know. And I just think this Blackadder, Blackadder 2 in Italy's with it just looks so cool, really. I mean, it's a cool era. Ain't it? Well, he's a rock, he's not like a bit of like a rock, rock, rock star in it, isn't he? He plays it like a rock star, I think. Yeah, that's true. He does look very dashing. Yeah. He's, 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 in the first episode, he, he is the best looking in it. Yeah. And then they go and blow it, really, by on, on the whole making him a sex symbol idea yeah. by... Um, Lord Flashheart turning up in the first episode mm. and yeah, uh, yeah. suddenly <laughs> completely <laughs> yeah. blowing Edmund's cool. Mm. Yeah, which is weird because actually the first episode of Bal wasn't actually meant to be the first episode. It was meant to be Head, uh, which is, I think was the, the first one. But I think mm. they threw it in because it's the a, it was a risky thing though. When it, because you know, let's be honest about it. Anything that would be males in, he just he just he just well, he steals everything, well, doesn't he? I've got under this opinion that I think the reason why they. I and mean, we'll talk about more about the episode when we get to it. But the reason why they put the, uh, the first episode in with Rick Mayer is because um, Young Ones had been yeah, such a large hit. Comic strip was taken off, obviously, on Channel 4 around that time. So I think they needed something to boost the Blackadder series up. Um, I'm going to have to bring up the BBC One controller at this point because he is a bit of a nemesis on this show, Michael Grade, the man who cancelled Doctor Who, the blinkered Philistine, uh, wasn't <laughs> actually going to uh, make um, Blackadder 2. Uh, and it was only because they did turn around and Ben Alton and, and Richard Curtis said, look, we'll, we'll, we'll literally film it on a, you know, a two-string. Yeah. We just won't, you know, we'll have a couple of scenes, uh, sets, and that's it. Um, so going from bad, boom, Michael Craig, to massive to producer John Lloyd. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a pretty amazing person. He's got such a history, hasn't he? Oh, yeah. ev- everything he's touched in comedy has turned to gold. Mm. Um, I think he works a lot QI now, doesn't he? He's got a lot to do with QI. Oh, yeah, a lot yeah he's, uh, he he devised it, and he he was going to host it until he realised that Stephen Fry would be obviously the yeah, best yeah. one to do yeah. it because uh, he was also responsible for not Nine O'clock News. Wow, that kind of stuff. You I know, mean, basically but... everything. Didn't he have his fingers in anything that was it was actually one of the people as well who um, who championed the Pythons, obviously not in the sixties, but in the seventies and the eighties. And when you look at well, virtually every uh, documentary done rega- uh, regarding the um, uh, the Pythons, and stuff like Peter Cook, Dudley Moore and all that John Lloyd is heavily involved in uh, in all of that stuff in addition to that the ever reliable IMDB reveals that he was a producer on the consumer program That's Life That's Life which I didn't know actually ran from 1973 for some reason I would imagine probably because of that I was born in 73 so I wouldn't watch it though, but <laughs> yeah, how, long, how long was that going because I remember the only thing they seemed to talk about was talking dogs or dancing dogs and no, mine was, and it stuff. was always funny uh, uh, like town names that had had like, the word nobbing it Generally, <laughs> generally, that's what it was, wasn't it? People being, you know, basically you call that racist these days. But I think it was it was an acceptable thing to laugh at foreigners, wasn't it? <laughs> it, it was, yeah. It was, wasn't it? People would send in postcards from funny named places or <laughs> yeah. amusingly shaped vegetables. Yeah, look and at that, look at them. But yes, that's the show. Was it Borat before Borat? <laughs> <laughs> I think there's I think there's a place for a, for a new series of this life. 
Not this life, that's life. That's life. Oh my God. <laughs> uh, what's going on with me today? But John Lloyd was producer on That's Life in 73, and the next thing he produced was six years later and was not the 9 o'clock news. Ah, well, there we go. That's uh, John Lloyd. Champion for John Lloyd there. Um, yeah, as we mentioned, the, 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 the filming of this was extremely cheap. It was done at uh, BBC Television Centre. The whole thing was created by Tony Thorpe. Um, the, the main rooms were obviously the throne room, Blackadder's front room, and of course his bedroom, the dungeon, which is featured in Chains. Um, there was only one segment of outside filming done throughout the whole of Blackadder 2, and this was actually done on the Thursday the 30th of May 1985 at uh, Wilton House in Wiltshire. <laughs> These were the outside scenes where uh, um, you see me, Bob. And the minstrel uh, and the minstrel scenes yeah. was done at the end. Uh, the the as we, we play the theme tune earlier on, the end theme tunes were were different in every single episode. Howard Goodall, the brilliant Howard Goodall, um, who seems to do, I mean, he's doing QI and he, he does um, quite a few comedy stuff as well. Eh? He in, but yeah, but of course, the, the, there's a different theme tune in every episode, and we will play one of those tunes at the end of the show after the promos, which of course is our normal thing to do. So, let's talk about the people in it. Um, we'll start off with the main character, the lead actor in this, Rowan Atkinson. Urkel's pl- uh, played Lord Edmund Blackadder in uh, all the series. Uh, born 6th of January 1955. Um, most well known for, of course, being in uh, Not the Nine O'Clock News. Uh, Mr Bean, which has taken him over to America. A huge uh, in, in America, Mr Bean. Well, it's, big, it's the biggest programme in the world, isn't it? I'm yeah, sure it's one of the yeah. biggest programmes. by watch. It's well, so it's watch. Uh, uh, Hasselhoff and Atkinson in, <laughs> in one thing. And, of course, Thin Blue Line, which I was never a, a fan of. He's done a few movies, most notably uh, Johnny English, which is the second one of that in uh, production at the moment. Um, I actually watched Ryan Atkinson on YouTube yesterday. Uh, I came across it by accident. I was doing some uh, research for something totally different. Actually, I was looking up. I think what I was looking up. I was looking up Janet Whistle bass solo, right? And on the right-hand <laughs> side, you know, you got like yeah, connected yeah, yeah, yeah. videos. Was Rowan Atkinson drum solo, but without the drums? What? So mean? he come on. He comes walking on stage. He's sweeping up the stage. Because you know he's a real visual actor, yeah, like yeah, Atkinson yeah. is. He comes walking on the stage with a broom, you know, and he's, he's looking around doing that kind of like, you know, yeah. lost look. And he hits a drum kit, which isn't there. And he picks it, you hear the couple of sticks right. on the floor, and he picks it up, and he does the. And he's just like, who copied that? But with a piano? He was mentioned on the Normal Wisdom episode? Lee Evans. Lee Evans. Ah. Exact same routine. Yeah, Rowan Atkinson's routines, which he did um, mainly at uh, US colleges, I think, mm. um, were filmed and are available on DVD under the title Rowan Atkinson Live. Oh, really? Which mm. I have next door and will exchange for some of your DVDs. Thank you very much. Really? You have a yeah. part of them over there on your <laughs> <laughs> I owe you a few. That's really interesting. That's, that's really uh, Guys, uh, uh, thoughts on Rowan Atkinson? Uh, I, I like Rowan Atkinson, but I know... Uh... But I, I can't think of his name now, but I know he stole. Well, no, I wouldn't say the word stole, but he used a lot. There was that. Who was that French? Jacques Tati. Jacques Tati. Oh. No, it was only the two that was going to come. He with. took a lot yeah. of his stuff from him. There's no that, especially Mr. Bean, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, uh, Monsieur Hulot. Um, it's a famous one, isn't it? Is is Jacques Tati's famous character who who went on holiday, and obviously Mr. Bean's holiday. Was, yeah. Mm. Well, I think it's probably a retrospective acknowledgement. Really, yeah. of, uh, of where it came from, but I was shown um, some of Jacques Tati's stuff in a French class. Um, in must have been ninety one, and I suddenly said, "Oh, hang on, that's Mister Bean." Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. 
So that's the differences between your French classes and our French classes in the late <laughs> 80s, in which our one was mainly our head teacher putting a metal bin on his head, <laughs> slapping it with a ruler, <laughs> shouting, the Germans are coming, yeah. hide under the table, yeah, yeah. like my ruler. Yeah. To be fair, that is a very French thing to do. Yeah, that well, is a very French thing to just, do. Oh, that's right. We do have a satire here. And uh, talking about satire, listeners, thank you. Welcome to our uh, big listenership in Germany. Who uh, we had a massive download from Germany. uh, uh, Germany and Jamaica. The last Germany, Germany, Jamaica, and North Korea. I don't don't know how that's happened. North Korea, they've got the internet. Well, I couldn't find out. Well, I shouldn't say, but there's ways of finding out where the people come from. Do you mean South Korea, surely? No. Oh, it could be South Korea. I can't think it's North Korea that listens to Waffle Aren't. They've really got... Mm. Well, yeah, they've got an iPod in there, haven't they? Well, there's one in the middle of the ocean. There was one in the middle of the ocean, which I was looking at going, what the hell's that? Until I zoomed in and it was Hawaii. There's this red little dot going, So welcome, German listeners. Good to have you here. Okay, let's go on to Tim McKinnery, who plays Percy. Percy, born 18th of September, 1956, in Cheadle in Stockport. Um... Kel, you're a big Tim McKinnery fan. I am a big Tim McKinnery. I'll, I'll be honest, though. I, I don't know loads of his stuff apart from Black Blackadder the Second. But he's... I'll tell you what he's really good in. He was really good in... I'll just watch that film. That's well, say weekend. what it is. I just point at right. the screen. And say, <laughs> Do you know what I made, watched that film? You know, this this is podcast, that, you which made me think about Tim McKinnery because I watched a film the weekend, which is a very grim film called Black Death. Yeah. Right? If oh, anyone wants to see it, it's the most grim British film I think I've ever seen. Worse than Neil by Mouth, we'll talk about that, say something. And he's got Tim McCurry, and I thought, he's brilliant. But he, mm. he hasn't done enough, because he's more of a... He's definitely a theatre actor, isn't he? Yes, I mean... He, I he, think that's his thing. He appeared... He appeared uh, his, well, his latest biggest thing that he was in, actually, TV-wise, of course, was Doctor Who, in, uh, the guy in charge of the uh, Cybernauts... Uh, it's the Cyberman, which of course is rubbish for anybody who's into Doctor Who will know what I mean by that. But he, he comes across as a little bit... Um, I don't think he likes talking about Blackadder because it's one of them things that everyone always brings up in interviews. I suppose I can understand it slightly because he does look slightly weird. He was in Notting Hill. Uh, that was the one that he played. Uh, was it uh, Hugh Grant's character's sister's husband, I think? Oh, in that. No, I'm just trying to, 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 to care about that. You'd need to have watched and enjoyed Notting Hill. Yes, to be fair. I watched it because that's Richard uh, Richard Curry's uh, link there. I was just looking at his... You know, you're looking there and he's not been in... Amazing stuff, has he? I'll tell you what he, he really was really hasn't. good at was Frankenfurter in the stage versions of the Rocky Horror Show. Ah, I, can see, yeah, actually, I can see that working really and well. And he also started in that one. You can get the audio version of that, actually, the full play on a CD. Um, I've got it actually on audio cassette. And um, Adrian Edmondson plays Brad in that as well. I was just looking there, what Tim McKinney's in the maze. I forgot, I didn't know. He's Edge of Darkness. Edge of Darkness is an amazing TV series in the oh, 80s. Oh, the, the 80s one. Yeah, 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 he plays Terry Shields, if you saw that. It's a pretty amazing... Remade recently as a film. pretty amazing political drama, if you ever get to see it. Available on DVD I got it on DVD from Amazon for £2. And and it's pretty amazing. You watch it, it it's so bleak. And it's got Eric Clapton doing all the music over it, doing freewheeling guitar. And at the time, he was a chronic alcoholic. And that was the only thing he could do. Was that when he was was nobbing Davina McCall? I think round about that time. There you go, another another mistake there for Eric Clapton. Um, Tony Robinson as Baldry, born 15th of August 1946. 
So Blimey, he's, he's old. Uh, he's in his sixties uh, now. He's Leighton, London, England. Uh, I'll just talk a little bit about Tony Robinson. Um, I remember him mainly as in uh, the Sheriff of Nottingham in uh, Made Marion, <laughs> yeah. which I think is a brilliant program. Which also, of course, starred Danny John Jules. Yeah, from Red Bull. And remember, we went to see. I was just about to be there. We, we actually went, really, went to really saw his. Thing, yeah, mate. we went to saw his one-man show. Um, a couple of years ago, it was about four years ago. Yeah, it's quite. And weird. he was at, at the Alexander Theatre. It was a, a half-filled, wasn't it? And um, it was a brilliant show until the end when he did, uh, when he did, he did roll, out the roll out the barrel. But he, <laughs> one interesting fact about uh, Tony Robinson, which we didn't know about, it was uh, the song um, Ichiku Park. Ichiku Park was right about him and about uh, him and, he, in the and uh, Steve, Marriott. Yeah, Steve Marriott. That's a bit scary. That's isn't interesting. It? You know that because we're in the park. We get high. That was that was that was them too. As old as the hills. <laughs> <laughs> uh, most well known now, of course, for doing uh, doing Time Team, everyone's favourite, unless you're an archaeologist. No, uh, <laughs> like uh, uh, Pete, any any facts on Tony Robinson? Or <laughs> now that you've turned it off. <laughs> uh, okay, oh, you've caught me out there. Just uh, digging, uh, I did wait until I saw you digging around for little bits and bobs. There, I'm, I'm sure there's. Like an, he does in Time Team. I'm sure there's another. <laughs> a, there's another supporting actor in Blackadder who's also been in uh, Maid Marin and the Merry Men, but I'll, I'll work on it and come back to you. <laughs> right, okay, that's got me, that's got me thinking. Uh, Miranda Richardson as Queen Elizabeth the Fourth. Uh, the Fourth? The first, Who? Uh, <laughs> born, uh, born 3rd of March 1958. Uh, she's in her early 50s now, Ooh. in Southport in Lancashire. Um, awesome actress, can do serious, in fact, she's most well-known now, really, for doing serious roles, but loves doing comedy, and I think she, as I say, she's brilliant in this. She's a really good actress. And you know something really interesting about um, Miranda Richardson? Now, people in America might know about this at the moment. She's just done her first American TV series, a series called Rubicon. And it's like a conspiracy thing, uh, thriller, sort of based on the Parallax Fear, if you'd have found that from the 70s. And um, that's her first American TV series, and she's, what, nearly 60? 52. <laughs> and, um, but uh, she's supposed to be absolutely amazing in it. And I'd like to know if any... Uh, American fans who are watching RubyCon because I know it started on AMC about seven weeks ago. Are we getting it over here? We get it on BBC Four at the end of the year, and it's supposed <gasps> to be really, really good. BBC Four. And, yeah, and I've been looking at the trailer called RubyCon, oh, but I'd love cool. to see if any people. Yeah, you, you'll probably like it, Pete. It's your cup of tea, aren't you, mate? So um, I'd like if any American fans out there could get in touch and say what Miranda Richardson's like in it because I can imagine she's ace. Pete, anything on uh, Miranda Richardson? Apart from a uh, supporting role in uh, Ted and Ralph a few years ago, which is an <laughs> <Yeah>. offspin of <laughs> the fast show. show. And yeah. was brilliant. Yeah. And was brilliant. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about the fast show another episode. Yeah. Um, she was uh, also in The Crying Game, ah, one cool. of my favourite films um, of all time, has to be said. Excellent. Um, and she also appeared in uh, Ardenham Animation. 
She also appeared in Chicken Run. Yes, we've everyone's favourite racist, Mel Gibson. <laughs> I love Mel Gibson. Sugar Tits Gibson. Him and, him and bloody Martin Sheen, only two people. Not like. Martin Sheen. Charlie Sheen. Sheen. Him and Charlie Sheen. Martin Sheen. Sheen. Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. He's going, oh my son. Yeah. Look at him. Oh yeah, I saw, you, I saw you out. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, actually, yeah, uh, we will get <laughs> Charlie Sheen. Uh, I mean, everyone needs a rock and roll, uh, rock and roll actors in Hollywood because there isn't any bad boys anymore. Well, it, it was a rubbish excuse, wasn't it? We will only wait for the Mel Gibson and Charlie Sheen film to come out. Oh, that'd be brilliant. They could do a remake of the odd couple. <laughs> it'd, be, it'd, be, it'd be a different kind of odd couple. A bizarre couple. As, as Charlie, blamed it on his medication. <laughs> Yeah, he's cocaine. I've already called that before, medication. Oh, yeah, there we go. That's it, officer. He's with my... Is that the same thing as my mum gives it to him? I said, sugar turds, that's my medication. Okay, let's go. <laughs> <Yeah. My> best... <laughs> Stephen Fry, uh, wow. favourite oh. app, the, the, the English, the uh, Britain's number one uh, uh, main man, should be the king. He should uh, be the king. Uh, Stephen Fry as Lord Melchit, uh, born 24th of August 1957 in Hampstead in London. England. I think everyone loves Stephen Fry. Pete, I know you met, the, met him, haven't you? I've uh, had the pleasure of meeting him twice. Uh, first time was, I think, in about 93, uh, when he signed my copy of The Liar. Ooh, ah. um, and I've, I've now got most of his books signed by him, um, in, including Murder's My Wash Potter. Uh, no, no. no I've um, had it over there, actually. Oh, great. Really looking forward to Mm, but I, I apologise that, uh, that my paperback copy of The Liar was uh, rather well-thumbed, and he said, well, I can, I can think of worse things than being well-thumbed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Now, Stephen Fry has been in, uh, well, he's counting out of things. Uh, uh, I mean, I'm a huge fan of um, Jeeves and Worcester. I love Jeeves and Worcester. Um, having said that, I thought... Because you always wanted to be a butler. I wasn't... He's only man. He's always wanted to be a butler. Well, no, it was because I always <laughs> liked the idea of Jeeves. I think I think the, the, the World House, the whole premise of that, where, of course, Jeeves is the, knows everything, yet yeah, he's he's the, the manservant to, to Bertie Worcester. It's brilliant. And they play it really well. I think that... I mean, I've got the TV series on DVD, and I absolutely love it. Um, I know that... They, well, they said they were always going to do... They were going to do more, weren't they? they yeah, still, like, it ain't finished, has it? No, no, finish. they couldn't... Well, I know Hugh Laurie and Stephen Fry uh, do want to do another series together. And there was, at one point, that was very close to doing um, uh, Sherlock and, 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 uh, and Watson. Um, that would have been perfect, wouldn't yeah, it? Yeah, but Stephen Fry said he's too, he was too fat because he was really thin, though. So, I mean, yeah. uh, I think... Um, he used to be in loads of films. Uh, I actually bought Peter's Friends the other day. Uh, I know not a lot of people like that film, but I actually quite like it. The only bad thing about that film is Tony Slattery. He was oh, cringeworthy. Was this when he was on medication about the same? <laughs> Tony Slattery indeed was on medication. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, um, he's most well now, of course, now he's presenting QI. Which is my uh, which favourite is, TV programme. On every, uh, every Friday. And uh, he, of course, is most well known as well for doing hosting BAFTA Awards. Yeah, I'll tell you what he's most well known for in America. He, he's got a regular cameo in Bones... Yes, he does actually. Yeah, yeah he's got that. Oh, and of course, he's the narrator of. I know he's uh, going in. The, he wants to go in a series of House. He wants to go in an episode of House as well. I think he's it? been in an episode of House. Ooh, no, no, no. I put myself on the spot now. But of course, he's also the narrator for all of the British uh, released Harry Potter books, as in America, they're done by Carry On comedy actor Jim Dale. Oh, right. Mm. Ah. <laughs> um, the other thing I'd single Stephen Fry out for is his performance as Oscar Wilde. 
Oh, in Ward? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's he's Ward, fantastic. He was born for that role, he really was, wasn't he? <laughs> yeah, well, that's true. It's, uh, it's his, 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 probably his outstanding uh, his acting, principal actor. Yeah, I can't think of him as being a bit... Because he sort of, sort of plays a, a version of himself in a lot of other things, doesn't he? He's one of them, like Samuel L. Jackson. Name a film where Samuel L. Jackson hasn't played Samuel L. Jackson. Oh. Goodfellas. When he gets shot. Oh, yeah, but he yeah, I got you there. He's he not far off from it, though. Is he really? 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 Is he Is he really? Is he really? Is he really? Is he Blackadder, I don't think. Um, but throughout, in Blackadder 3, of course, he played uh, Wellington, wasn't he? Uh, yes. And in Blackadder 4, of course, he, he plays um, General Melcher. General Melcher. He's brilliant. Yeah. I tell you what, though, <laughs> Wellington. He's the perfect oh, he's Wellington. Wellington's one of my... I wouldn't say here because he was not a very nice man, but no. I would say he's one of he my political, him, he he's one of well political heroes, if that's <laughs> such a thing. And he played him so well. Okay, so let's, so well. let's go on to the last person who's, uh, who I don't know anything about. So he might be worth putting the old iPad on in this one. Hey. Uh, Patsy Byrne as Nursey. Uh, yeah. Born 13th of July 1933 in Ashford. 33? Yeah, in Ashford, Kent. So she's gone. Any info on uh, Patsy Byrne? I'll let it not be said that I do not deliver. She no. was in one episode of Maid Marion and her Merry Men. <laughs> in fact I'll tell you what and please remind me Cal, if I can find the theme tune to Maid Marian and Merry Men that'll be after the, the end theme tune yeah. no, Maid Marian was brilliant wasn't it it was oh, one of the first time I watched it yeah. as a program as a kid where you think oh there's, there's jokes on a different level in this Mm. There's yeah. a different. You know, there was there was a bit in Top Cat. I was a big fan of Top Cat. I always thought there was lots of adults in Top Cat. Wasn't it because it was Bill Cole, wasn't it? Essence, yes. But with that, you thought mm, there's other jokes because I remember <laughs> I was watching with my dad, and my dad was giggling at different bits than me. Yeah. I think because we asked him about that, didn't we? Yes, we and did. It got a oh, massive yes, did, cheer. Yeah, yeah. I think it's got a lot of heart. Because well, it, it did take us a long time to raise. <laughs> yeah, we were a bit <laughs> nervous, weren't we? Also, I think we uh, need to mention the performances that she put in as Malcolm's mother in the. Late 80s comedy series Watching. That, yeah, that's the one where they're like, I know they're sitting in a pub, aren't they? And they, they get off from watching people's lives, aren't they? That's the one. Um, and also, she was in one episode of I Claudius. Right. Which links us back to the, the title sequences again. It all connects, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it certainly in does. In a strange jumper style way. <laughs> <laughs> What's that, seven degrees of separation? Everything's connected, isn't it? By seven, supposedly, isn't it? Well, everything links back to a certain. Um, a certain personality from is, the it, is it our time to mention on. the David Frost yeah. connection yeah. here but in the real world there's one in Hollywood with uh, Kevin Bacon and everyone is connected by seven things to Kevin Again, Bacon yeah. <laughs> supposedly <laughs> I don't know how true this is you said you have a connection to, to, uh, to David Frost so I should let you go first because it might well be the same as mine <laughs> <laughs> okay um, I've got yeah two connections one is from Bill Wallace right okay okay um, is, the, is, the, is the name Bill Wallace familiar to you no uh, it should be because we've just run through the principal characters who've appeared in all the series of Blackadder, practically. Right. Um, <laughs> there are two people, Bill Wallace is one of them, who've appeared in three of the ser series. Right, okay. Um, so Bill Wallace, who's famous in this series as Jailer Ploppy. <gasps> oh, we have a clip of that, actually, that one. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, was at Cambridge with Peter Cook. Oh, that's a good connection. Uh, 
And if you want me to keep going with this, uh, <laughs> we will go with uh, fast forwarding a little bit through the series. Um, okay. A small, uh, little known character actor called Tom Baker. Yes, yeah, mm-hmm. I don't know where he was from. Who appeared as himself on the David Frost show on the 31st of December 1971. <laughs> that is very good. That is, that is a very That's good a David Frost fact. I don't, I don't know where I should mention mine now. <laughs> Go on, we'll have okay, the crumbs. My mine is, uh, is actually uh, it's one of these ones that connect to connect to connect. So, oh, um, one of the guest stars in Blackadder 2 is Simon Jones, who oh, okay. uh, most well known, of course, for being in uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Um, Simon Jones acted in Terry Gilliam's film along with Michael Palin in Brazil, and of course Michael Palin worked with David Frost. Oh. Yes, that's, that's that's good, but it's not, it's not as good. Uh, sorry, I know you're what big fans you are. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. Well, we did, Frost put David, we did put the Frost thing slightly to mess, and it was yeah, going to be coming back up. But he keeps coming back up like a bad. Thought it was out, and then it was. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, other other guest stars in this because we have um, Ma- uh, Miriam Margulies as well as um, uh, uh, Blackadder's aunt, Lady Whiteadder. Yes, Whiteadder in uh, Potato. Uh, we mentioned Tom Baker in, uh, in in turns up because we mentioned that later on review, and Stephen Fry's comedy partner Hugh Laurie, most well known now, of course, for being in House. House. Shadow Yeah, that's uh, Drama about the bingo hall. so let's talk about the episodes there are actually only uh, six episodes in Blackadder 2 the second series of course Uh, the the series first aired uh, on Thursdays BBC One at 9.30pm between the 9th of January 1986 to the 20th of February 1986 the uh, title episodes are single words uh, all based on the theme of the episodes and these were bells which is of course about a wedding head decapitation potato explosion money debt beer alcohol and of course chains which was prison head was originally going to be the first episode as this was the first one to be filmed um this means it was a small continuity error in which lord percy still having a beard in head which he shaves off in Bells. In addition, during the early scenes of Head, the principal characters are introduced to the audience with Baldrick's stupidity being highlighted. It is a bit of a strange thing, that, actually, the way it goes into Bells. I, I, I don't actually think it was the right thing to do. It's quite a common thing, though, with a lot of series uh, in, in general, aren't they? They're out of sequence. I think it's just... It's what the, I, I don't think when the, the production team have first uh, refusal on the, uh, what the running, the, they can do whatever they want, can't they? Because mm-hmm. the BBC have done it before, haven't they? They show things, as, when they repeat, it'll be in a different order. Yeah. Star yeah. Trek is the one for that. It's never in the same order when mm-hmm. it's on, is TNG it? was, but not. Uh, Not the right way, didn't that? We had a different one. Oh, no, we, we, had, had, we, had, we had yeah, several different ones. Okay, so the first ever episode of Blackadder was Bells. Uh, Blackadder employs a young man called Bob, <laughs> who is actually a woman in disguise whom he finds a, uh, himself attracted to, much to, the, to his own dismay. Once he discovers that Bob is actually Kate, he plans to marry her only to have a elope with his best man, Lord Flashheart, guest starring, <laughs> of course. Rick Mayle. Uh, guys, who wants to talk about Bells? We've talked about it being the opening mm. one of the series. Um, first person to appear on screen was Gabrielle Glaister. Yeah. As Bob. Yeah. I'm sad because, my darling, our poverty has now reached such extremes that I can no longer afford to keep us and must look to my own dear tiny darling to sustain me in my frail dotage. But, Father, surely... Yes, Kate... I want you to become a prostitute. <laughs> Father. Do you defy me? Oh, indeed I do. For it is better to die poor than to live in 
ceremony. No, it isn't. I'm young and strong and clever. My nose is pretty. I shall find another way to earn us a living. Oh, please go on the game. <laughs> it's a steady job. And you'd be working from home. Goodbye, Father. I shall go to London, disguise myself as a boy, and seek my fortune. Well, why walk all the way to London when you can make a fortune lying on your back? Who <laughs> was talking to her father. Now, uh, Gabrielle Glaister, it's a pretty well-known fact, she was a, a school friend of Ben Elton's, mm. and she's, she's appeared in a number of other things, the most random of which is the film Buddy's Song. Oh, oh with Chesney Hall. With Chesney Hall. Hall. <laughs> <laughs> Previously mentioned on the past waffle on Um but uh, but yes, I think I think um, Bob has probably played a uh, a significant role in a lot of uh, schoolboy fantasies ever yeah. since. Really, yeah, strange enough. <laughs> it yeah. Was, uh, and turns off as well in Blackadder goes forth playing mm-hmm. Bob again. Yeah, uh, is a thing. Um, yeah, great, uh, brilliant, actually, really good episode. It is, but you uh, just think of it, man. We do, and, we, and, and it's a great episode because even the way he says Bob, because yeah. of his stutter, was Bob. amazing. He was, it? yeah, because well, yeah, stutter, uh, Rowan Atkinson did have a stutter, so he got that, he got rid of that during. Um, um, being on stage, yeah, and he did yeah. have and a conversation. And how long was Rick Marley in that episode? He's in it for literally three years. And the interesting thing <laughs> is, is the the two things that we brought up there. The opening thing, as you mentioned, with uh, with uh, Kate, is the, the the clip we have got, which we probably just played. And of course, we do have the clip in which we are introduced to Flash Eyes. I really did think old Flash would have turned up. It's me, Flash. Flash, my name. Flash by nature. <laughs> Hooray! Where have you been? Where haven't I been? Woof! <laughs> well, I'm here now. <laughs> Who is that? I don't know, but he's in your place. Not for long. <laughs> Thanks, bridesmaid. Like the beard. <laughs> Gives me something to hang on to. <laughs> so, my old mate Eddie's getting hitched, eh? What's the matter? Can't stand the pace of the in <laughs> Hi, Queenie. You look sexy. <laughs> but listen, wear your hair long. I prefer it that way. I've got such a crush on him. <laughs> and Melchie! Still worshipping God? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Last thing I heard, he started worshipping me! <laughs> Nursy! I like it, firm and fruity. Am I pleased to see you, or did I just put a canoe in my pocket? Down, boy, down! And now, where's this amazing bird? The one who stopped my old pal Eddie doing exactly whatever he wants. Ten times a night. Ah, yes. Uh, Flash, um, let me introduce my my fiance, Kate. Hi, baby. Electric eel, and she likes the taste of a man's tonsils. <laughs> and let's face it, he does steal it. And if you watch the episode of Bells, 
Rowan Atkins in particular, who normally does can play pretty straight, you can see him. And Stephen Fry goes. If you look at Stephen Fry, he looks away several times with Rick Mayles on screen. <laughs> and just judging by that clip, he's like hilarious. a force. That period in that 80s and early 90s, he's like a force of nature, Rick Mayles, if he was anything, wasn't he? You couldn't take your eyes off Rick Mayles. Just because he he's balmy and everything he does, and he? he's yeah. like that in real life. Rick Mayles. Uh, has the, there's a few times during the uh, during the whole series when characters actually address the camera. Yeah. Um, which which never really happens in any of the no, successive no, no. series. That fourth was there. <clears throat> but uh, but certainly Rick does the whole "It's me" yeah. thing at the it's camera. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, Queenie addresses the camera in the last episode. Actually. Um, oh yeah. Mainly in the last episode. And, yes. Uh, and so I think it's spoken that, a couple of times throughout it, isn't it? Yeah. So that does happen a couple of times, and to, to me, that just encourages the idea that this this could work just as well as a stage-based farce because of that occasional. Mugging at the audience. Yeah, in fact, I think Blackhead could be it could be a stage play done really well actually. Because but as you said, but do you think they could do? Could they replace the people? No, you'd have to have. You to couldn't do it. Could you? It's not like it's that not like, when yeah, they it's did not it. like that. Though. It's not like Porridge as well because Porridge has recently been done on stage. Um, again, another podcast that we've done, and you can find them all on iTunes. Mm. Oh, um, yeah. Talking of which, uh, I've got a Porridge reference for you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you know the chap. I don't know if you're familiar with the episode in featuring the prison chaplain in Porridge. Yes, I know where this is going. Yeah, yeah you no, do. Fantastic. Um, yeah, um, the the chap who played the prison chaplain in Porridge is a chap called Tony Aitken, and he played uh, Julius Caesar in Chucklevision. Ah. And he's also the minstrel. At the end of the, the end credits. You see, I did a little hop, skip, and jump. Actually, there isn't. Yeah, I'm actually thinking of another uh, link as well. But that goes to Red Dwarf, which I'll, I'll think of oh, later on. Uh, okay, the second episode, uh, Broadcast Six in January 1986, was Head. Blackadder is named Lord High Executioner and decides to change the execution schedule in order to give himself more free time. Unfortunately, because this brings him into conflict. With the Queen's wishes. And this is the episode what you brought up with um, Jailer Ploppy. My name is Edmund Blackadder, and I'm the new minister in charge of religious genocide. (laughs) If you play straight with me, you'll find me a considerate employer. But cross me, and you'll soon discover that under this playful, boyish exterior beats the heart of a ruthless, sadistic maniac. (laughs) Now, my man, you are? Uh, Jailer, sir. My lord. Good. Well done. And your name is? Ploppy, sir. Ploppy. Yes, sir. Ploppy the jailer. That's right, sir. <laughs> Ploppy, son of Ploppy. Ploppy, son of Ploppy the jailer. Ah, oh, oh, no, sir. I am the first Ploppy to rise to be jailer. My father, Daddy Ploppy, was known as Ploppy the Slopper. <laughs> it was from him that I inherited my fascinating skin diseases. Yes, you are to be, you are to be congratulated, my friend. We, we live in an age where illness and deformity are commonplace, and yet, proper you are, without a doubt, the most repulsive individual. <laughs> I would shake your hand, but I fear it would come off. There's no many bosses would be that considerate, sir. <laughs> Thank you, Ploppy. I do my best. Now then, woman. If indeed you are a woman. <laughs> what is your function on death row? I'm the last meal cook, sir. The prisoners may ask me for what they fancy for their last meal. And you cook for them what they desire. Oh, yes, sir. 
provided they ask for sausages. <laughs> Otherwise, they tend to get a tiny bit disappointed. Sausages is all I got. <laughs> you are clearly a woman of principle and compassion, uh, Mistress. Uh... Ploppy, sir. <laughs> you are married to uh, No. Many people think that, but it's pure coincidence. <laughs> we did laugh when first we found out. Good morning, Mistress Ploppy, he'd say. And I'd say... Good morning, Mr. Floppy. The long winter evenings must just fly. <laughs> ah. And you must be the boy who makes the tea. <laughs> no, he's the executioner. But he does sometimes make the tea. Yes. And your name is? Baldrick, my lord. But I'll change it to Ploppy if it'll make things easier. <laughs> no, thank you. I can cope with more than one name. What are you doing here? Well... It's a hobby. Not about this episode. You were talking, you were talking yeah. last week, weren't you? You're not a massive fan of this episode. There's two episodes. There's two you're episodes not a massive I'm not a fan. It's this one and it's uh, it's money, actually, that I'm not a great fan of. I don't know why it is with this episode. I just think it's a little bit... Uh, uh, it's a bit weak. Uh, probably because it is the first episode maybe to be filmed. Mm, not too sure. There's a lot of those... Again, I'll, I'll say the word again, farce, but there's a lot of those, um, oh, no, hang on, we've yeah. got to run around and go to another place and beat somebody before they get there and there's a lot of scampering so so yeah it is it, it, it does come across perhaps a little bit clumsy. it wasn't the most verbal one because it was always very verbal i thought that mm. that's why people like blackadder because it, you, could, you could listen to it on the radio and you'd know exactly what was happening wouldn't you yeah mm. yeah you know what i mean it wasn't like mr bean where if you the radio well, like that, there'd be nothing going on <laughs> it'd be, be on the sound of silence <laughs> what's that <laughs> so let's yeah let's go on from uh uh from head to uh, the third episode, which is, I think this is probably one of the best ones in the whole thing. Uh, Potato, twenty third. My favourite episode. You can talk about this one, guy. Nineteen eighty six. In the wake of Sir Walter Raleigh's triumphant return, of course, played by Simon Jones, who was uh, Arthur uh, Dent in Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I quickly remember that name. Uh, you nearly uh, went with Harvey Dent. I did. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so Walter Valley's triumphant return for America and in an attempt to press the Queen, Black had a plans of voyage of his own around the Cape of Good Hope. Guest starring Simon Jones, who says it as Raleigh, and Tom Baker as Captain Redbeard Rum. Uh, before we talk about it, Cal, I'm going to have to play the clip. Because I, really... uh, I know it's a fantastic clip. So here is, uh, here is Tom Baker as Captain Redbeard Rum. <laughs> I wish to hire you and your ship. Can we shake on it? Ah! ah you have a woman's hand, my lord. <laughs> I wager these dainty pinkies never weighed anchor in a storm. Well, you're right there. <laughs> Skin, my lord. I wager it ne'er felt the lash of the cat. Been rubbed with salt and then flayed off by a pirate chief to make fine stockings for his best cabin boy. Canny, I don't know how you do it, but you're right again. Why is I met a stupid cockle like you aboard me boat? Perhaps for the money in my purse. <laughs> you have a woman's purse. <laughs> I'll wager that purse has never been used as a rowing boat. I wager it's never had 16 shipwrecked mariners tossing in it. Yes, well, right again, Ron, I must say. When it comes to tales of courage, I can say I'm going to have to keep my mouth shut. Oh, you have a woman's mouth, my lord. I 
I wager that mouth never had to chew through the side of a ship to escape the dreadful spindly killer fish. Yes, I must say, when I came to see you, I had no idea I was going to have to eat your ship as well as hire it. And since you're clearly as mad as a mongoose, I'll bid you farewell. Damn courtiers to the queen, you're nothing but lapdogs to a slip of a girl. Better a lapdog to a slip of a girl than a git. <laughs> So you do have some spunk in you. Don't worry, laddie. I'll come. I'll come. Well, let us set sail as soon as we can. I, sh I will fetch my, my first mate and return as fast as my legs will carry me. Oh, you have a woman! <laughs> I wager those are legs that have never been sliced clean off by a falling sail and swept into the sea before your very eye. Well, neither of yours. That's where you're wrong. Cal, over to you. <laughs> now, it's Tom Baker. When I when I first saw this, I nearly choked. And at the time, I was eating a shredded wheat from a dinner. So, for your this, dinner. do you know this is how, this is how you remember it? I remember I was eating a shredded wheat from a dinner for some really, really weird because I didn't eat my mum's dinner. So I was eating that, and I remember I nearly died when I watched this. And it, it, it's like a, it's stuck in my mind that frame of me nearly choking to death, laughing at Tom Baker, <laughs> especially he has a woman's. There's a, a woman's legs, not the kind of legs that have been sawn clean off by a mast. None of you. Well, there's where That's you're right wrong. <laughs> and he also has a great payoff this episode does as well when they, they get back and uh, <laughs> and he turns around and says, um, "What have you?" Oh, Queenie says, "What have you bought me?" Because what is it? Because it's a stick. But it's a stick that when you throw it away, <laughs> it comes back. Whatever. Because it's basically it's a it's a boomerang, isn't it? And uh, and old Paul the. Yeah, I just like the way he in. can't stand Sir Walter Raleigh. I, yeah. You know, it was all right. He was a great man, wasn't he? He was a great Englishman. He yeah. really was, and treated terribly by the way he ended. But let's not get into that. <laughs> of course, but, potatoes. But it's just love <laughs> the way that he just wants to undermine Sir Walter Raleigh. They could put that in a comedy, and it's no one ever talks about it. It's no, no, one no. of the great British, but English folks, as I say. I just love the way he's constantly undermining him. He's like. He's in awe of him, really, because that's what it is, isn't oh, he? He's, he's, he's inferior to him, isn't he, in every way? Yeah, yeah, because the, there's the same way he turns around and says, uh, oh, we need the battling against each other, worse. And he goes, my God, the rain comes down like that. He goes, crave your head in. Well, surely some sort of hat is in order. <laughs> okay, uh, fourth episode is Money, uh, broadcast 6th of February 1986. Uh, Blackadder is pursued by the baby-eating Bishop of Bath and Wells over an unpaid loan and is forced to formulate ingenious ways to make money. Guest on this is Ronald Lacey as the bishop. Ronald, there is someone at the door to see you. Oh, God. What time is it? Four o'clock. Baldrick, I've told you before, you mustn't let me sleep all day. This woman charges by the hour. <laughs> uh, my Lord, it's four o'clock in the morning. Someone wants to see me at four in the morning? What is he, a giant lark? Uh, no, he's, he's a priest. Tell him I'm Jewish. Are you going to introduce me, then? What? Are you going to introduce me to your friend? Oh, very well, but I think you're making a mistake. Baldrick, I'm delighted to introduce you to... I'm sorry, I've forgotten your name. Molly. Of course, Molly. Baldrick, this is Molly, a dear friend of mine. I'm not dear. Very reasonable, actually, Baldrick. <laughs> Most girls would charge an extra sixpence for all the horrible things they want. Yes, all right, all right, all right. Baldrick, this is Molly, an inexpensive prostitute. Molly, this is Baldrick, a pointless peasant. Now, may I get 
Yeah, well, uh, what about this priest? Tell him to take his sacred backside out of here. And what's more, if he comes begging again, tell him I shall report him to the Bishop of Bath and Wells, who drowns babies during christenings and eats them in the vestry afterwards. Bye, Bye, Molly. Say, get out! <laughs> Well, you're a one, aren't you? When you should be whispering sweet conversational nothings like goodness something twice the size of the royal barge has just hoved into view between the sheets. <laughs> you don't say a word. But enter the creature from the black latrine and you won't stop jabbering. You're treating me like a human being. Look, if I'd wanted a lecture on the rights of man, I'd have gone to bed with Martin Luther. <laughs> yes, Baldrick, what is it now? <laughs> That priest, he says he still wants to see you. And did you mention the baby-eating bishop of Bath and Wells? I did, my lord. What did he say? He said, I am the baby-eating bishop of Bath and Wells. Good lord. <laughs> you haven't any children, have you, Blackadder? No. No, I'm not married. In that case, I'll skip breakfast and get straight down to business. <laughs> Do you know what day it is today? No, I don't. It is exactly one year ago to the day that the bank of the black monks of St. Herod, banking with a smile and a stab, of which I am the assistant manager, lent you £1,000. Our motto is repayment or revenge. Of course, and, and naturally I would have paid you back, but unfortunately, and this is the real bugger, I've gone and lost my wallet. <laughs> Disastrous. It had all my addresses in it, all those little notes saying, forget ye not, and of course, all my money. Yeah, Ronald, Ronald Lacey. Lacey. Who... Isn't Ronald Lacey the actor? Have you got something on Ronald Lacey? Uh, yeah, I know. Please go ahead, go ahead. Go on, where are you going with this? I, I, I thought... No, I'm probably wrong. I thought he was in Indiana Jones. Am I thinking of somebody else? You are quite correct. He was um, in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Uh, and Porridge. Uh, and, and Porridge. He played Harris in Porridge. Yes, he was I'll also in Zed Cars <laughs> with, uh, with some of the earlier cast. Um, he, so he was in Raiders of the Lost Ark. He was also uncredited in Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. So he's what? been in both, well, yeah, two of the two decent Indiana Jones films. Really? Um, he was Himmler. Where's Himmler in... Where's Himmler? Oh, is he the, the big bird? Is he the book bird when Hitler's there? Yeah. So he's obviously behind him then, isn't he? Because he's always now, on the shoulder. The baby-eating Bishop of Bath and Wells is now there. I, now, I watched this the other day to get all the clips really of that. Right. And, mind you, he's really padded out, though, isn't he? To be fair, as the bishop in it. Because he's absolutely mm. huge. Oh. He's also in Sherlock Holmes as well. Oh, he's also been in Bergerac, talking of great detectives. Yeah, well, Bergerac is a great... No, and well, Boone. You're a great fan of it. Boone. <laughs> and, strangely oh, enough, Magnum P.I. Oh, what? That's right. Is, is it Magnum, Magnum P.I.? Check out MTB if you're not certain. As does say, you know one of the, the directors of the AT, Magnum P.I., and Airwolf was? No, yeah. Great British... Uh, Actor from the sixties went disappearing obviously in the seventy eighties because he was director thought and it came uh, back with uh, uh, until he died it was David Hemmings oh, honestly otherwise known in the Gladiator people know him, the massive oh, big oh, eye blade eye. I know him really as in as the actor in Blow Up yeah he is directed like Magnum PI Airwolf and uh, and the AT wasn't in Blackadder too no. so we'll carry on do you know interesting <laughs> you talk about money do you know something an interesting well it wasn't it you know, at the time this caused an interesting question to my mother when I watched this. Because it was the first time I'd ever saw something where there was a male prostitute in it. 
Do you know when yeah. he's selling himself? And I remember going to my mum. Why is he selling? Why is he standing there? My mum couldn't explain it. Come and get And then I heard it. Well, how much you charge for the good hard shit? <laughs> and I remember going to my mum saying, "What's all that about?" He said, "You, I'll, I'll tell you when you're older." Oh. That was the first time I ever saw that kind of thing. Actually, that's not we, we, we don't have that clip actually. No, that's probably not a clip you want to put on. No, no. Interesting <laughs> fact though. Uh, at the opening, of course, as we've mentioned, that there's always something in the opening titles like on this one. There's if you look closely, there's a sweetie falls out of the money bag. On this episode, can you guess what sweetie it is? Uh, jelly baby. It's to do with money. So if you think of that, oh, what is it? Oh, Something. Think of an advertising slogan. Humble. Oh, you've... okay. It's the polo, the mint with a ah, bloody hell, bloody hell. Bloody hell. Is that, that is an in joke. That is. <laughs> that's my fact. There you go. That is really good, actually. That, that's quality. That's just the sounds that is, isn't it? Uh, the only other one I've got on on this episode. Um, this episode is very special to me. Oh. Um, because uh, halfway through the uh, this first series, uh, the first time it was screened, our family decided to make the big step of getting a video recorder. Oh, and lovely. this was the first first thing that I ever committed to videotape. So that is a, that is actually a memorable thing to do, isn't basically it? We've got a lot of lot of our children in this program, haven't we? Yeah, yeah. Because as a result, um, the the final three shows in the series are the ones I probably know best because they were the first ones I had on videotape and so of course really the excitement was going yeah. back and watching them again. I've, I've got one more link um, into money. Oh, you are full of links today. You are. I am, well, you, you know, I've, I've, I've gone off, I, I do like this six degrees of yeah. <laughs> uh, play. Um, are you familiar with Downton Abbey? Uh, my wife is a massive yeah, fan of it, yeah. Yeah, Mrs. Patmore in Downton Abbey. Ohio. Yeah, have a have a good look at her next time, and then you suddenly realise that she was Mrs. Pants. Oh. Really? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, well, that's the one who says the you crap out of the right? window. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, right, okay, that's it. I'm going to have to go. <laughs> no, you can have to sit down and watch it. Okay, so let's crack on to episode number five, broadcast 13th of February, 19. 86 beer. Personally, however, I like to start the day with a total dickhead. Remind me I'm best. <laughs> beshrew me, Edmund, you're in good fooling this morning. Don't say beshrew me, Percy, and these stupid actors say beshrew me. Um, how I would love to be an actor. I had a great talent for it in my youth. I was the man of a thousand faces. So how did you come to choose the ugly mug you've got now? <laughs> Tush, my lord. And don't say tush either. It's only a short step from tush to hey nonny nonny, and then I'm afraid I shall have to call the police. <laughs> well, God pats me on the head and says, Good boy, Edmund. My lord? My aunt and uncle, Lord and Lady Whitehadder, the two most fanatical Puritans in England, have invited themselves to dinner here tonight. But aren't they the most frightful bores? Yep, but they have one great redeeming feature their wallets. <laughs> More capacious than an elephant's scrotum and just as difficult to get your hands on. At least until now. For tonight they wish to discuss my inheritance. With the promise of a large inheritance in mind, Blackadder attempts to impress his fanatically purely tannical aunt and uncle uh, while simultaneously attempting to win a drinking competition. This guest stars Miriam Margulies as Lady Whiteadder and Hugh Laurie as Simon Farter's Partridge. <laughs> um, I'm going to be like that this episode. I think it's brilliant the way it starts off with Stephen Fry's Lord Melchit. They think he's dying, and basically he's just got a hangover because he had a couple of flagons <laughs> yeah. of wine and, uh, and, and, and something else. But it just gets a little bit, I don't know. Oh, not, it has got the great booze up. 
Oh yeah, which yeah. is the, one of the best explanations <laughs> in all of the history. Do you want to, do you want to, do you want to explain it? what that one is? Eh? Well, basically, he's drunk. That's right, he's drunk, and no, he's not. He's he's trying to entertain. He's not drunk, and uh, who is it comes in? It's it's the monk who comes in and goes. Uh, it's a great boozle. Yeah, that's it. And he goes, "What's a great boozle?" Because they've got, well, they've got an African thing called great boo. And he's, I don't, it, and he's up. And he's up. No, it's a big long thing. He does it for ages, doesn't he? He's yeah. explaining it about this African thing. It, it's such a great line, is it? Every series had a great line well, that's, like that. That's the problem with trying to get clips for this because otherwise, if I sat there and I was getting other clips, I, the whole, I might as well just play pop, yeah, the, see, whole the, the whole of the whole too because everything has got great. Give me Pete, you had anything for beer? Um, oh, plenty of stuff. I, mean, <laughs> I, I agree with you that you know, Blackadder is probably shy of Python, one of the most quoted. Yeah. Yeah, comedies yeah, yeah. in terms of you know things that you'll shoehorn into everyday conversation. I, I actually think Blackadder goes forth has more quotable lines in it. I think than than all of the the Blackadders. I did realise their strengths by that point. Certainly, they're yeah. kind of polishing when you, when you, them when up. When you look and... at it, I mean, Blackadder Fourth is a seriously polished uh, uh, program, and and as the, the fantastic, I think that's when they, they got into the Ben Elton was on top form doing all the writing. You can tell really, we, even on Blackout. That was too, his last ben hurrah, Elton. wasn't it? Ben Elton, really, I think. I'm not a big fan. Yes. Of, I'm not a big fan of Ben Elton anyway. So you mentioned the monk, who's uh, played by a chap called William Hootkins, right? Who has probably the most impressive film CV of anybody else in Blackadder. Oh, do um, right. You have sparked an interest? Prater. Uh, yeah. Um, well, cult interest, firstly, uh, Flash Gordon. Oh, yeah, I did. Right. He was in Flash Gordon. Well, welcome to Brian Blessed again. <laughs> yeah, so there's a Brian Blessed link there. There's also Who a link... Who's Flash Gordon? You know? um, um, Munson. No. Uh, a small part, I think. Flash, had, uh, Fl- uh, Flash Gordon again, of course, also starred Richard O'Brien. Oh, there we go. We're back we, to Richard yeah. O'Brien again. Yeah. Very good. Peter he... Dunker from Blue Peter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> that stumped you, didn't you? <laughs> yeah, you know those toilet duck uh, little blobs that you put on the side of the oh, toilet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, that's exactly what Peter Duncan had on his hand. It was, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> This is why I, I, I can't go near them. <laughs> you want to put your hand there. I don't put my hand on my own toilets anyway, so yeah. Mm. Um, so William Hookins also star- starred, not necessarily starred, alongside Ronald Lacey in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, he was a major Eaton in, Ma- in Raiders of the Lost Ark. Okay, not bad as a, as a filmography so far. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Um, how about Cardinal Verrucci in The Pope Must Die? You see, or as known in America, The Pope Must Die It. Yeah, yeah, that had a bald in yeah, He got around there, yeah. <laughs> he I also... quite like that film. That was a, that was <laughs> it's a, not bad. It's it was not... an attempt of comic strip. It was Peter Richardson film. That was yeah. Bobby, uh, not Bobby Cole. Was it Bobby Cole? He, Peter yes. Richardson, he's brilliant yeah. in that, though. Peter he's really good as the, as, yeah. as the Pope, the way he's got all the, no, the Cardinal. He's the Cardinal, the way he's got like, mobile phones in his uh, cross in his and cross, all things uh, like actually, that. Actually, that's not Peter Richardson. That's um, the, the main bad guy, the Vatican. Who is he playing? Oh, he's someone really famous. Peter Richardson plays almost like the PR. So, William Hookins, yep, so he was in The Pope Must Die on Pope Must Diet for our, our mm. American cousins. Lieutenant Eckhart in Batman. Mm. Oh, Eckhart, think about the future. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Here's the drunken monk from yeah. Beer. Oh, um, God, blimey, doesn't yeah. he look stuff in there, they? And finally, um, oh yeah, he was only Red Six in Star Wars. Mm. Ah, is he the one who... Do- yeah! He's the big guy with the beard. Yeah, he's like, who goes, uh, oh, what's it now? Um, oh, that <laughs> the line. The X-Wing pilot. Yeah, the X-Wing pilot. <laughs> I, uh, 
Oh, is it? There is a joke like going, I'm too fat, keep on line, I'm too fat, keep on line. It's an extra life radio, man. Yeah, yeah. You know? yeah. Oh, oh, good facts there, man, excellent. He, yeah. yeah, so he's really, really accomplished. Yeah, he's been in a lot of things. Um, he died in 2005, age mm. 57, sadly. Oh. Oh, well, you've left a good legacy there, haven't you? Really? <laughs> Not bad at all. Oh, yeah. Not bad at all. It is funny, isn't it? Are these small little character actors, and and in, you, you kind of like we associate them with one thing, and then nobody else. I think the trouble is because they go on to do bigger things. You don't associate them into being. Uh, it's like with uh, uh, Son Jones being in um, in this from Hitchhiker's Guide to Galaxy because I I didn't even know that he was in it. Mm. Really. Uh, okay, so the last episode of this is Chains. Get out! Get out! Lipidness swine! And take that horse slap. Painted strumpet with you, where you both rot in the filth of your own fornication. And what did you say to him? <laughs> say, madam, I said nothing. I simply pulled up my tights and jumped out of the privy window. Oh, but you're so naughty. Well, I try, madam. And then ten minutes later, when I've got my breath back, I try again. There are so many clips I could have chosen. Yeah, what ones did you... There was, <laughs> I, I, to be fair, I, I can't remember which one I have chosen. But it's got to be the torture one. It's got to be the torture No, it isn't the torture it, 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 And the reason is because that is so long. And the way he's trying to describe... It uh, is a brilliant uh, scene, yeah. though, isn't it? Uh, okay, it is a brilliant scene, that last Blackhead scene. Blackhead and Melchit are kidnapped by German Prince Ludwig, a murderous master of disguise, and held to answer. And this course gets us Hugh again as Mad Prince Ludwig, uh, broadcast 20th of February 1986. I mean, the, the brilliant thing, actually, this is the Red Dwarf, the two guards who kidnapped them and bring it in, the one of the guards, who was also the teacher in uh, Grange Hill, was Paranoia in uh, uh, Confidence uh, Paranoia uh, in Red Dwarf. Yeah. Uh, ah, because this is the other chap who's been in more than one mm. series of Blackadder, you're quite right yeah, he was Mr Hankin in Grange Hill he did audition for Rimmer in Red Dwarf that was it, yeah, yeah. Um, but he was also Shelley in Blackadder the Third Oh. And Private Fraser in Blackadder Goes Forth. And he was also in Doctor Who. What was, not he? He was um, in uh, three episodes of Peter Davison episode of Kinder in 82. Yeah. Ah, Change is brilliant. I mean, mm. like I say, it was just, it's so hard to put... Um clips in from this I mean the one the bit I love is where you've got Blackadder as he says because you, you are mad because you're the person who puts somebody in a commode as a, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, a yeah, yeah. he's in his square box with spikes pointing outwards which is weird in itself and his torturer obviously they don't speak English so they're having to do uh, almost like charades on what they, and it goes on and on and on but it's something like I am a dirty dirty Son of a bitch, then you are a fornicating baboon, and he has to describe what he goes, Oh, fornicating, really good, really good episode. And Hugh Laurie, of course, turns up in this as well. Forgive me, Herr Blackadder, I have been neglecting my duties as a host. Please accept my apologies. Except nothing from a man who imprisons his guests in a commode. <laughs> I hope this scum <laughs> has not inconvenienced you. <laughs> it takes more than a maniac trying to cut off my ghoulies to inconvenience me. Good. If he had inconvenienced you, I was going to offer you his tongue. Believe me, sir, if he had inconvenienced me, you would not have a tongue with which to make such an offer. Let me assure you, Herr Blackadder, if I no longer had a tongue with which to make such an offer, you would no longer have a tongue with which to tell me that if I had inconvenienced you, 
I would no longer have a tongue with which to offer you his tongue. <laughs> yes, well, enough of this, Bentham. <laughs> Who the hell are you, sausage breath? You do not remember me, then, Herr Blackadder? I don't believe I've had the pleasure. Oh, on the contrary. We have met many times. Also, you knew me by another name. Do you recall a mysterious black marketeer and smuggler called Otto, with whom you used to dine and plot and play the biscuit game at the old Pizzle in Dover? <laughs> God! Yes! I was the waitress. <laughs> He plays it just totally for the arse in this. And, um, but the only thing I don't like about this is the ending. I just think mm. it's because everyone dies at the end of it, and uh, like, who's in disguise as the Queen. I don't like it. I don't like it. It does look like a rather shoehorned way of it's a bit finishing like, yeah, thing it's, off. It's a bit like the Holy Grail. It's like Holy Grail endings. Yeah. Which is. Yeah. Uh, but ultimately, though, I mean, of course... Um, yeah, but don't say, you, you know you when you really love something when you can look past its flaws, don't you? Yes. I really believe yeah. that. A lot of the stuff I love, as you know, is very flawed and very cheap. Mm. But I don't care, because you love it so much, you, you don't care, do you? Mm. No, I want perfection. Yeah, because like you mentioned on the last episode, the last uh, podcast about uh, uh, Kolchak, which oh, is pretty flawed. Oh, I love Kolchak. Do you know Kolchak, Pete? No, no. Basically, the precursor for X-Files. It's where Chris Carter got X-Files one. Okay. It's about... A, uh, it's like... Um, Anybody else out there, if you want to borrow a Kolchak? Yeah, I've got that. Uh, yeah, it's an eBay. You can, you can, but it's like... Um, should, we, should we go into this now? No. <laughs> yeah, that. yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, um, we've got another slight sci-fi reference though. Oh, um, uh, remember our friend the torturer? Oh yes, a chap called Max Harvey. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's got a great. Uh, I mean, apart from um, a bit part in Dallas, the early years from nineteen eighty-six. Max Harvey's also had parts in Blake Seven. Ooh. The tripods and <gasps> Doctor Who. Wow, oh, so that like is a, that's a still a BBC signed up contract actor for for anything. That's the, the big triple by the looks of it. There, isn't there? Yeah, so he's done the big triple. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we are going to do Black Seven. I'm a massive Black, Black although, Seven Although we were slightly disappointed when we saw the cast of Black Seven at the memorabilia show, which we got reports coming as well. From yeah. basically, all you want to meet is Blake and Avon, isn't it? Well, basically, Avon. Why didn't we go for me on it? Because I tell you why we didn't, because there was nobody there and it was too embarrassing. And he was really disdainful about sci-fi fans at the time he hated being Avon yeah, hated it and now when he's broke he's up there at the oh, memorabilia affairs I wonder if he's not there this year and memorabilia show of course we're going to on the 20 something of November and yeah. we'll do our live report from I'm going to have my picture taken with David Warner and me that's two of us doing it yeah. expect the photos coming up on the Waffle on page yeah. and David Warner and who's the other one oh Edward Hardwick Oh, yeah, yeah, you've got to get it. Mm, it was Watson in, uh, in Sherlock Holmes. Second oh, Watson right. in Sherlock Holmes, after, after David Burke. And there's a few, Sylvia Sims is there as well, who I believe was in a few Hammer Harbour films. And Kenneth Cope, otherwise known from... Oh, the, yeah, I've got another one of my also favourite things. Who wore a wig. I know, I know. Oh, I, no, no. I still want to have uh, waffle on, of course, uh, beards, girdles and wigs. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, mentioned a girdle in every other. Anyway, let's uh, wrap this up before we go on to our, uh, our what's been going on uh, stuff. Yeah. Uh, that was Blackadder 2. Uh, Cal, uh, no, Pete, being your guest. Yeah, uh, yeah. Marks out of 10 for Blackadder 2, please. Oh, you've got to go with a 9. And the only reason I'm even taking one off for that is because watching it back... Um, which wasn't really necessary because mm, it's yeah. kind of hardwired yeah. into yeah. every single line. Yeah. Watching it back, it, I think probably as a result of the the original budget, it, it 
really doesn't age well, mm. and you can't imagine anybody putting that on mm. in this day and age. Yeah. Now, whatever that says about the state of television yeah, is, no, 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 you're right there. is another debate, but a you know, the charm of it is that you could put it on as a stage play, and it would it would play very well. Mm. Um, but it's just the foundations of um, character comedy for yeah. for the next fifteen twenty years, yeah, really. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, it, absolutely seminal work. Cool, Cal. I'd, I'd, I concur with my man Pete there. I'd say nine out of ten. Like I said, the only thing that you know, if save someone from the states or somewhere they've not saw this and they put it on, they'd think, my God, that looks cheap. And you yeah, can't get you can't get away from that, yeah. and you you can't get away from it. Mm. You know, we can look past that because we love it so much. Mm. If you were to say a twelve year old kid, say your dad's listening to this, and then a twelve year kids couldn't put it with a twelve year old kid like that, now they'd think, I can't watch it, Dad. Yeah. It, just, it's, it looks so basic. Yeah, if it weren't for its position in comedy history, yeah. you mm. wouldn't you, you wouldn't now give it a second yeah, glance. Give me my, uh, I'm going to give it an eight. Um, and the only reason why I give it an eight is because there's two episodes I don't like. Yeah, I'll say don't like. We don't not like. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, there is the thing about the sets. I mean, especially when like Flash Hart throws Percy through the door, the whole wall virtually falls down <laughs> when he does it. Um, but ultimately, though, a fantastic episode. And of course, like uh, I, I, as we've mentioned before on the show, there are certain programs that have been made, like uh, Mash and uh, also like Blackadder, because you've said it in the past. It's, it can't be dated. Like the only thing that will date it slightly, again, what we said earlier on, the quality of making a TV programme uh, and it does to, to set. But, of course, you can't date something that is so far, so far in the past. Um, I know they've tried it recently, stuff like the 70s show. That doesn't work. It's too much in people's heads. You know, there's a bit of time. No one's going to know. The same also probably the They're never going to do a digital transfer of it or anything like that, are they? It's just going to show it up, isn't it? Um, well, actually, the, the, the box that I've got, I don't know if you've got the same on the special edition box set, um, is actually been touched up. It's, it's done so. It's not like the end of the world in eight days with Michael Paley which is truly absurdly disgustingly bad quality it's just uh, BBC transfer. DVDs have got a history of being terrible like haven't they so uh, anyway. let's just wrap this on then we'll, we'll talk about our rant of what's been going on this month and our other ranting so that was Blackadder 2 gosh Edmund how brilliant welcome well I must say ma'am it's good to be back oh, welcome Edmund did you miss me I certainly did Many was the time, Percy, I said to myself, I wish Percy was here. <laughs> Being tortured instead of me. Girl, we have missed your wit. Do you miss me, my lord? Um, bored, Rick, is it? That's right. <laughs> no, not really. And me. Did you miss me, Edmund? Madam, life without you was like a broken pencil. Explain. Pointless. Okay, we do have uh, some uh, feedback for Blackadder, so I'll just read these out. These are on my phone, so apologies for me obviously reading these things. Uh, this one comes from uh, Nigel, the things he likes about um, Blackadder. Uh, we'll obviously have the generation that likes the place. <laughs> Blackadder 2, pretty much everything is perfect. Personal favourites include Lord and Lady Whiteadder. Looks like a thingy. Mr. and Mrs. Floppy, except they're not married. Lady Jane burying me in a Y-shaped coffin. Uh, the baby-eating Bishop of Bath and Wells is a particular favourite. And, of course, Percy in his silly hat uh, as a prostitute was very funny. Uh, Elizabeth I, pretty much everything she says. Nanny with others, Lord Flashart, and, of course, Bob, you old... Um, uh, Tom Baker as the legless captain. Uh, the list just goes on. Possibly the best comedy series ever made. 
which is probably about right, really, general uh, consensus there. Uh, Neil Morgan, one of our uh, regular contributors to Waffle On, uh, says it's an excellent program, one of my all-time favourites. Better than Series 1, great writing and characters. Uh, you hope the Queen was like that in real life. Bob, um, the baby Bishop of Bath and Wales, the Puritan aunt and uncle, uh, absolute genius, fast and a great dialogue together. Absolutely loved it and mm-hmm. looking forward to hearing the show. Uh, Ian Wilson sent us in the last me, uh, contribution because Ian's the uh, uh, the co-host of uh, For Your Ears Only, brilliant James Bond podcast. Uh, this is a true story. Adam, which is his uh, podcast partner, uh, once put on a Black Adder review involving all yeah. the scenes involving Rick Mail as Flashheart <laughs> and Robin Hood. I got roped in as various Black Adders whilst our friend Richard, who was suffering from acne at the time, <laughs> got stuck on the wall of Baldrick. I needn't tell you what his Black Adder 2 costume was. <laughs> Brilliant. Thanks, Ian. Nice one for that. Now on to rants. Um, so, uh, what's been going on this month in TV? Cal? Well, basically, I'm going to talk about a new comedy. I'd call it, loosely call it a comedy. Would you call it comedy? I, I, it's this is part of the rant, like really, isn't it? Doco but anyway, drama, doco comedy. Yeah, I'd say doc comedy. Basically called The Trip. Hmm. With two, I'd say legends, comedy legends of the, this day, Steve Coogan, Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon, mm-hmm. right? Two actors playing the South. So Steve Coogan's playing Steve Coogan and Rob Brydon's playing Rob, but it's not them. It's the caricatures of themselves. themselves. Yeah. About two, uh, one, Steve Coogan's a successful Hollywood, who's been to Hollywood, done bad films. Rob Brydon's a TV actor who's really well liked. And they go round the north of England, going to gastro pubs and eating. Hmm. That is it. That's the. That's There's the no truth. other comedy in it apart from two people sitting opposite a dinner, having dinner, talking. Ooh. But it is absolutely amazing, right? And I got into work today. Me and Simon both absolutely loved it. Got one of the best Michael Kane offs ever <laughs> on TV, where they're both oh, yeah. doing the best Michael Kane impression, and they are amazing. <laughs> they, are really good. they are amazing. And now Pacino off and stuff like that. Colin Farrell impressions. <laughs> got into work today I listened to Five Live Boyd Hilton was talking about how great he was but he was talking about that when it was on people were twittering or tweeting isn't it that's the proper mm-hmm. one mm-hmm. saying how rubbish it was there was no jokes in it and no catchphrases in it yeah. so this is this is where the, the I, I, now, when I heard this <laughs> I went straight over to Meds I went you're a Twitter fan what did you think and he went right don't say anything because I want to talk about this on the podcast okay tonight. now the one regarding the thing of people saying uh, there's no jokes in it, uh, then you're an idiot, um, because it's one, it's ad libbed. Uh, well, part of it is ad libbed, and you don't need a punchline for something to be funny and for something to be good. Um, you know? No, you, you don't need. To, the only reason you need a punchline is so that it just spreads virally around, and uh, you want yeah. to punch people in the face every yeah. time you hear it. Yeah. Really, yeah. it's uh, the Little Britain scenario. Well, really. well, let's punch them in the face. Uh, the whole thing now, which is my bugbear, is now I, I tweet. Uh, I'm, I, I love tweeting, and I also do Facebook statuses. I always update my status to let people know what I'm doing. My own egotistical thing. Whatever you want to do. My thing is, is look this now. If you're Twittering throughout a programme, then you're not watching it. That's what I thought. So what how, are can, you you turn, how can you turn around and say... By the way, I'm not tweeting now. <laughs> <laughs> how can you turn around? Now, I have, I have tweeted before when the programme's come on, when Doctor Who came on. I won't tweet about the programme because I'm fully aware that there are people out there in different time zones in different countries who won't have seen the programme, therefore you're spoiling it. Don't do that. It's a massive bit. If you're going to sit and watch a programme, sit and watch the thing. 
and sit there looking at your mobile phone or your iPad or whatever device yeah. you're going to be using, tweeting about something that's so bad because you're quite clearly not concentrating on the actual program. Yeah, and that was the point with that, that if you miss, if you weren't watching it, you'd miss where the joke yeah, was the from. Su- the subtle because movements. Because it was, the, the... There, was like, there was like 10 minutes where it's just them two driving down the motorway. Mm. We've seen funny little, that ain't hilarious. But just it leaves you with a nice feeling. I get this. I've told you about this. I get this from Dad's Army. I very rarely laugh at Dad's Army, mm. but it makes me feel so happy mm. inside. <laughs> you know what I mean? Afterwards, you think that no, I really, really enjoyed it, and it was that kind of got people expecting bloody what did they call it? Pratt falls every five minutes. Yeah. It's not that kind of comedy, no. and I, I can't believe that people are so anti already. And I thought we, I thought because of the office, we'd moved on from punchlines and all mm. stuff, but we're going back. To that now, yeah. Because yeah. the BBC Three who fill their channel with crap, crap, and apart, it is crap. I know human. Charlie Brooker was summed up. He said it is like an open sluice. <laughs> and if any Charlie Brooker fans, you know he, that he sums it up. I think by being human is, no? is, is, I think being human is a good start for BBC. But I'm talking about comedy, and it's like. Yeah. He, it's like even in the states, they're not going to get with, they're not going to get the proper trip either. No. This is for people in America. This is because the, the BBC, in their wisdom, have took six hours and turned it into an hour and a half film. Uh, a bit like, now, the, but the reverse happened though when the Monty Python documentary was done to celebrate well, Monty Python. Well, now uh, everyone, you know, if you're British, generally you're a Monty Python fan, and of course we celebrated, you know, uh, their anniversary, and. And what happened with that? They ended up uh, giving us a one-hour television program cut down from something like eight hours. Now, I bought the box set of that. I've got the DVD, the proper box set of the whole thing. It's a fantastic DVD. It's a fantastic program. Chances are you know all about it anyway, but that's not the point. You want a good program about that. Uh, I don't understand all this. This, you know, they used to do it with films, three-hour film, not down to one and a half hours. Brazil, that's what happened with that. It doesn't work, and and unfortunately, America is going to get a, a program that is not going to work. I well, think. you know, I can I'll admit if you watched it, you could, it's probably going to have, but it's all going to be cut down for joke, 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 joke. Yeah. And there's jokes in it. There's no doubt there is jokes in it. Could it Steve Cooper and Rob Brydon? So they're going to do jokes, but it, it, it is about the normality of it, mm. and I think that because. They were talking about it on the radio today, saying that Stephen Coogan's idea was them two talking about work, what they've been working on. So it was like two real people talking about real situations. Mm. And that's sort of what it is, because there's such competition between them. Yeah. He's constantly having to go at Steve Coogan being in rubbish films. <laughs> and he's constantly having to dig at him that he's never been to Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> and I know, Pete, you haven't saw it yet, but I, I suppose you're going to watch it, aren't you? After this recommendation, definitely, yeah. It's truly amazing. I, you know, I said, coming to work to you, I said, it's the best comedy I've saw for 10 mm. years. And I'm not talking just laugh out loud for me, just the sheer originality of you're it. You're talking about the situation of it. And it was just brilliant. And I thought, it, you know, a lot of people saying, people on Twitter all going, it's really indulgent. So since when has a funny comedy been indulgent? Mm. I don't understand what they mean by indulgent. You mean self-indulgent? Yeah, but I don't get what they mean well, by yeah, that. But that but... No, but the thing is, though, the programme is meant to, as I said, it's, it's a caricature meant... of them too. So, of course, it is to a certain extent self-indulgent with themselves, but they're taking the piss out of themselves. That's the point. It's like Cock and Bull Story. Have you saw Cock and Bull Story? Yeah. That, that's where they got oh, this series that. from, because there's that bit in the middle when he's having a go in for Alan Partridge. It's truly amazing, isn't it, hmm. when he's doing Alan Partridge. <laughs> um, uh, and Winterbottom, who did it, Mike Winterbottom, who directed this series as well, oh. that's where he got the thought, well, we've got to do a series with them two, improvising mm. off each other, because all the, uh, what they were doing, all the impressions were made up on the spot, and you can see it's yeah. absolutely brilliant. Yeah, that's trying not to laugh. It's Michael Caine 
he's just amazing, isn't he? And you think he can't beat him. And then Steve Coogan does an even better another game. Well, broadsheet journalists have described my impressions as stunningly accurate. Well, they're wrong. I've not heard your Michael Caine, but I assume it would be something along the lines of, my name's Michael Caine. That is where you are so wrong. And you can look at my live video for proof, because that's the very thing I don't do. I say that he used to talk like that. Do you, Michael Caine? Okay. I say, Michael Caine used to talk like this in the 1960s, right? But that has changed. And I say that over the years, Michael's voice has come down several octaves. Let me finish. And all of the cigars and the brandy, don't let me finish, can now be heard. OK. In the, I've not fucking finished in the back of the voice and the voice okay. now. Will, I've still not finished the voice. Because you're panicking. I've, yeah, no, because you look like you're about to bloody talk. Let me finish. Right, so... Michael Caine's voice now in the Batman movies and in Harry Brown. I can't go fast because Michael Caine talks very, very slowly. Right, this is how Michael Caine speaks. Michael Caine speaks to his nose like that. He gets very, very specific. It's very like that. When he gets loudly, it gets very loud indeed. It gets very specific. It's not quite nasal enough the way you're doing it, all right? You're not doing it the way he speaks. You're not doing it with the kind of... And you don't do the broken voice when he gets very emotional. When he gets very emotional indeed. She was only 16 years old. She was only 16... You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off. That's Michael Caine. And then he storms off. Steve Coogan. So Rob Brydon's trying to do Steve Coogan doing Michael Caine. Yeah. That's it. That's it's brilliant. And people going, oh, we don't want to see these loveys all talking about the stuff, but yeah. it's funny. I think the the problem really is that is that Twitter is a, is about the absolute moment. It's about immediate gratification. Mm. I think, you know, probably what you need to do with that, by the sounds of things, is watch it, enjoy it, and remin- you know, think yeah. about it after after it's been on, really. Um, but anybody, yeah, like you say, anybody who's got time to tweet during it is just not concentrating it's, anywhere. It, and I think it's getting more and more common, isn't it? Where because I know Boyd Hilton was saying today that the BBC, the producers, listen to Twitter now during programmes to judge, and I think as a yardstick, and I think. It's the wrong thing to do, isn't well, it? Well, I mean, it's, it's an easy. One. I mean, I know Janice Street Porter was whinging on about uh, Twitter the other day, saying that you know it's it's, it's for people who haven't got uh, friends. It's not. I mean, it, it, the great thing about Twitter and stuff like, I suppose, in essence, like Facebook, although that's Twitter's becoming more popular than Facebook, um, is of course it's an easy forms of communication for people you don't see. Mm. You know, generally, I think anyway. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, a lot of people I tweet with are, well, are in America. <laughs> You know, so I mean, it's like, uh, yeah, but, yeah. you know, what do you do? Send a letter? It doesn't work. Um, I, I want to bring up a, 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 a program that was on over the past three weeks, um, which Pete, I've just done you a, a DVD copy of, which was uh, A History of Horror with Mark Gattis. Um, put on, uh, it's once again, as we said before, probably the one TV station which is worth your uh, yeah. license fee and money. BBC, BBC Video and is. HBO, isn't it? That's what I want to yeah, turn it yeah, into. Yeah. BBC Four is becoming. Um, a godsend, I think, for for British um, television. It was a brilliant, uh, brilliant documentary done over three weeks, um, all about the history of horror. Although, of course, not everything about horror, because there's certain things. I've it was saw. a personal history. It was a personal history of horror, going from uh, the, a 
Karloff, Frankenstein, Lugosi's Dracula, uh, then going through the ages through Christopher Lee's Dracula, and you had sort of like Halloween interviewed with the likes of George A. Romero, John Carpenter, The Exorcist was brought up. Um, the only thing that wasn't brought up, which we found oh, surprising, yeah, was, he, was early he, 80s uh, horror such as Evil, Evil Dead. Dead. That was, I can't and, believe Evil Dead was not Italian mentioned. Italian horror, like Damien uh, Spear yeah, and all that kind of stuff, which apparently he wants to do a Euro version of that, uh, which would be brilliant, but I know, Peter, I've done, you're going to watch that. Cause we're oh, it's truly, it's, are you a horror fan? Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I'm a fan of anything that um, that kind of makes you jump uh, jump out of your seat. I mean, you know, uh, stage show of the Woman in Black is one of my favourite yeah, things. Yeah, yeah, now yeah. I'll keep going back and seeing that That's something over and over again. Um, but yeah, I think um, possibly a subject for for one of your future programmes mm. should be Ghost Watch. I know. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking about yeah. going to see over um, Christmas. Ah, thinking. What? Hang on, Ghost Watch or Ghost Stories? Ghost Stories. I'm, well, I'm thinking of Ghost Watch is the old. Uh, oh, I'm thinking of Ghost. I'm thinking of the, the new. You're thinking of the Andy Nyman. Yeah, the Andy Nyman yeah, yeah. one. Ghost oh, no, Stories, which yeah, it's supposed to be amazing, isn't it? Sounds wonderful. Yeah. And yeah. Bruce Shearsmith's taking over the acting role. And you're not allowed to talk about it afterwards. No. And you not to talk about it, because yeah. no one knows it anyway. Uh, Pete, you've been travelling around the world uh, the past month, uh, <laughs> so your TV uh, viewing might have uh, been limited just to Formula One. Uh, is there anything stood out uh, film-wise or um, TV-wise over this past month? Um, you've mentioned it already, mm. um, Facebook. Oh, Social um, Network. Social Network was a, is a terrific film. Mm. Um, I, I wasn't sure, you know, the, the second somebody says the Facebook film, yeah. you suddenly think, oh, oh no, oh, hang on now, what have they done? No, what have they possibly done with this? Each other as they walk um, and actually, it, it plays really, really well. It's very it's beautifully acted, beautifully directed. Um, I've got to say, it's a David Fincher a... film, and I couldn't couldn't believe it. It's not a David Fincher story at all, and the direction's really good in it. Oh, it's fantastic. It's like, it's good anyway, he's it? a fantastic, but it's not like his subject, really. You don't think of a David Fincher film being a talky film. No. Because he's purely visually, that's what he's great for, and, mm. you know, he, he puts a lot of dread on screen, doesn't he, and darkness, mm. and he uses a lot of flourishes well, with his bloody cameras, isn't he? Yeah. Thing for that, isn't it? Really? Yeah, he, yeah, I mean, it's a strange film, but I've heard really good things about it. It's, it's a person who did The West Wing as well, isn't it? Yeah. It's so, script, uh, so the scripts yeah. are amazing, aren't they? So, yep, yeah, uh, full marks for that one. Oh, well, excellent. Okay. Well, that's our end of uh, the November issue of Waffle On. Pete, thanks for joining us. Uh, look forward to having you on the show again. You're very welcome. A pleasure as always. Oh, and uh, Kel, as usual. Goodbye. Please do get in contact with us at waffleonpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you soon. Bye. Hi, this is Meds, and this is just a quick um, sneaking segment uh, for Waffle On. Um, we just noticed that on iTunes... Um, quite a few of our early episodes were not available. Um, there was only the last 20. So I've gone into the old settings of uh, Podbean and rectified it. So now you can download the entire back catalogue of Waffle On. We've done something like 32 episodes. There's a few mini Waffle episodes in there. Um, so what you should be able to get now, if I just quickly look at this, is uh, the Waffle On Patrick McGoon special that we did back in January 2009. Uh, Waffle On about Red Dwarf about Monty Python's Flying Circus, about Porridge, <clears throat> excuse me, um, as I say there's a few mini waffles, uh, about the state of British TV, that was a fun one to do, uh, about political satire on TV, uh, about Doctor Who, 
um, a special tribute we did to Oliver Postgate and, uh, of course, the Star Wars in the Shadows program that I did. Uh, waffle on about Jerry Anderson, uh, waffle on about Faulty Towers, and the rest you should be able to get hold of. The next one after that is off Redesign Pet and Rent uh, a Ghost. Um, so please do go and download those uh, older episodes. Obviously, the, that was uh, around about a year of January. 2009 that we, we started. Um, now I'm going to play some promos in a moment and then after that you've got the Blackadder End uh, theme tune which is a fantastic thing and of course we've got the promised Maid Marianne, Maid Marianne, Maid Marianne theme tune. Um, please again as you know leave us feedback and we'll see you in December for the Christmas edition. Take care, bye. If you like a good science fiction story, then you'll like The Martians Are Here podcast by Australian author Stefan Sonnen. The Martians Are Here podcast is a science fiction serial around 15 minutes per podcast episode set in the not-too-distant future. It's a story about two alien species from very different origins who bring their ongoing war to Earth with disastrous consequences for humanity. told through the eyes of five people who must piece together what's going on in order to survive. This is what happens when biology, technology, and adaptability collide. The Martians Are Here podcast on iTunes and on themartiansarehere.com. Our friend Casey, that we mentioned earlier, has never seen Empire. Or Jedi. What? No. I know. I nearly banished her. I'm Jen. And I'm Angela. And we're the socially functional co-hosts of Anomaly. The podcast with a unique perspective, a female perspective, on all things geek. Star Trek, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, Buffy, Firefly, gaming, books, costuming, and general geek topics. The sometimes monthly, but always entertaining, Anomaly Podcast. Anomalypodcast.com Urgent subspace communication incoming. I detect another mine. Hello, listeners of other podcasts. Yes, this is Michael, host of the Tin Dog Podcast, and I'd like to ask for your help. As you're no doubt aware, I'm creating the definitive Whostrology, an astrological Doctor Who based on every single day of the year. I've almost finished the complete work. However, I have four dates that have nothing, to my knowledge, even remotely Doctor Who based, happening on that date. No episodes were ever shown. No people in the series had their birthdays that date. 
So I need your help, because I know you, dear, dear listeners, know more about Doctor Who than this poor little tin dog ever could. Do you know anything, even remotely Doctor Who related, that happened on June the 30th, August the 2nd, August the 19th, or August the 21st? If you do, and good Lord, I hope you do, then email me at tin-dog at hotmail.co.uk. I'm counting on you. However, you might not be a listener of the Tin Dog Podcast. So, to know exactly what I'm talking about, visit www.tin-dog.co.uk and listen to the Doctor Who Tin Dog Podcast. So, until I speak to you all again, be seeing you. The other mind has now left the Matrix. Hi, this is Kenny. And this is Jenny. We're the hosts of Knights of the Guild, the official fan podcast for the award-winning web series, The Guild. We're not like your typical fan podcasts. Both Kenny and I have worked on several seasons of The Guild and take our listeners behind the scenes to share our fun and crazy times on set. We also have exclusive interviews with cast, crew, and fans of The Guild. We keep you up to date on General Guild news and the latest happenings of our cast and crew. So please give us a listen on iTunes or at knightsoftheguild.com. When you're bored, where do you want to go? Nowhere. Who do you feel like seeing? No one. Boredom hurts in so many ways. Dull, restless, lack of imagination. Dirty Boxers can help. Dirty Boxers is a light-hearted daily show exploring the world around us in an entertaining but pointless manner. Covering tech, gizmos and gadgets, random politics, general UK stuff, music, scouting, depression and unspecific student life rubbish. Tell your iTunes right away if your boredom worsens, you have unusual changes in behaviour or you suddenly realise it is a podcast labelled explicit. Listeners should not subscribe to Dirty Boxers if they are easily offended, have high blood pressure or a weak heart. Some listeners may experience temporary blindness, comical male baldness, DVT, runny nose, cubic lice and a rare allergic reaction to cheese. Not suitable for asthmatics, diabetics, bedwetters or the Chinese. All subjects and commentary featured should be deemed untruths until proven otherwise. Some other Minor side effects could include nausea, vomiting, growth of additional breasts, arms and hands, short, bittery spouts of homosexuality, DDS, man flu, and being struck by lightning. Some or all views may not reflect those of the Scout Association, the Boy Scouts of America, their partners or affiliates. Only available in English and loose English at that. Ask your iTunes to see if Dirty Boxers is right for you. To find out more, go to www.dirtyboxers.co.uk. Hello, I'm Meds. You're not Meds. <laughs> and I'm Kel. You're not Kel either. I don't even sound like him, do I? I'm trying to. Yeah, I'm I sound not like sure. the Geico lizard. Yeah. Sorry, I don't mean to do that. Anyway, hey, we love Waffle On. Waffle On's fun. I just love the podcast. Meds and Kel, you're so cool. By the way, this is Rick. And this is Amy, and we are the hosts of Take Him With You. It's the weekly podcast where we discuss our geeky Moyer home. Yes, we are geeky. And we're really fun, though. We talk about our faith and how it relates to the world around us. And I absolutely love Star Trek and heavy metal music. It's just too much fun. And I tolerate Star Trek and don't like heavy metal music at all. (laughs) What do you like? I like reading and quiet music and home and garden TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You like some of British sci-fi stuff, right? You know, I do like some sci-fi. I I really do, but um, just I'm not as passionate about it as you are. That's okay. We lived we've lived together for 24 years, and uh, it's okay. Opposites attract, and we're still we're we're still married, eh? Yeah. Eh? Yeah. That's Canadian. That's not English. Oh well. I say we go have a cup of tea. In, indeed. Indeed. Indubitably. Indubitably. I can't even say that. You do like tea, though. I do like tea. Yes. Earl Grey. Hot. 
question. Well, anyway, if you get a chance to listen to our podcast, do so. It's at TakeHimWithYou.com, or you can find us on... iTunes. Just look up Take Him With You. And you can hit the little subscribe button, and it's free. Yep. So thanks, Meds and Kel. Have a great day, and uh, thanks for uh, letting us do our promo. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Tea time. Oh!